0: God, we're just getting
1: started. Oh, 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 oh. there is so much more. Oh, oh, oh.
0: I'll be your way when there's no
2: CTC, and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter, and you're watching The 3B4. There are many ways that we can get together and fellowship. Beginning on Wednesday, June 7th from 6 to 7 p.m. in the gym, a new short-term small group will be meeting for the purpose of line dancing. The group will meet for four Wednesdays and will conclude on June 28th. Cost to join is $30, you don't need any prior experience, and it will be fun as well as great exercise. To learn more or to sign up, contact Gwen Montague at gmontague at ctcde.church. Whether we want to admit it or not, this world is not as safe as it once was. With that in mind, we are hosting a one-night self-protection summary session for women. This group will meet on Tuesday, June 13th, from 6 to 8 p.m. in the gym. During the evening, you will learn basic self-defense techniques and strategies taught by a trained instructor. All ladies are welcome and encouraged to bring a friend. To learn more or to sign up, contact Gwen Montague at gmontague at ctcde.church. Summer is almost here and school will be out soon. Our kids' ministry is getting ready for this year's Vacation Bible School. This year's schedule will be different from previous years. VBS will run nightly June 26th to 30th from 5 to 7.30 p.m. The theme is Babylon, Daniel's courage and captivity. During this week, you will explore sights and smells in a Babylonian bazaar and find out that we are not much different from Daniel and his friends who kept their faith in a faithless culture. To sign up to serve or to register your child, go to ctcde.church/event. Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our events by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship.
3: say Good evening, especially for those of you that are watching us online, we welcome all of you to Christ the Cornerstone, but if you're watching us online, uh, you're watching a recording of our Saturday evening service, because on Sunday morning, we're sending our media team on a field trip to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so that they can be encouraged, and so that they can uh, get some experience and some exposure to uh, other media programs, and so we welcome you tonight if you're in-house, if you're watching us online. Uh, So I'm just taking everybody off the hook because Pastor Roger was earlier. He was worried about whether he should say good morning or good evening. And so just like, let's just set the stage right now. Are you ready to worship tonight? Let's stand together. Our God specializes in making dead things live again. Hallelujah.
1: I search the world. It couldn't fill me. with empty praise. The treasures of faith are never enough. And you came along and put me back together. But every desire is now satisfied. Here in your life.
3: Jesus God we thank you for turning the graves in our lives into gardens for turning the dead places into our lives into places that are alive living and breathing and so God we just as we come into this place today as we've gathered in your presence whether we're here or whether we're watching online we pray that your Holy Spirit would fill the place where we are to overflowing so that we might sense that presence and know that you're there with us. God, we pray for the moments that we have together, that, Lord, as the message and the the worship, our our time together singing and, and magnifying your name and fellowshipping together and responding to the altar in a few minutes, Lord, all those things would give us strength. Encourage us, Holy Spirit, tonight. Strengthen us and challenge us, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Well, again, we want to say welcome. Uh, Again, welcome to those of you that are in the house. Welcome to those of you that are watching online. Uh, We appreciate you being with us. If you are new tonight, uh, whether you're here in the building or whether you're watching us online, uh, there's a way that you can let us know that you're new. If you're new and you're here in the building, on your way out, stop by our Connect Central. It's there on the left side of the mall. Uh, You can meet some folks from the church, pick up a free gift, find out any information about ministries that we have going on at Christ the Cornerstone. If you're new and you're online, you can either click the New Here button in the top right or the button that most likely just popped up in the chat window right where you are watching us. Uh, At your seats, where you're sitting, you have a number of things that are on the table or on the seat. One of those is our monthly bulletin. We We do a bulletin that changes pretty much every month. Uh, whenever we get uh, a new series or whenever we start a new month and we have new activities going on. And uh, so take those home with you. Hang it on your refrigerator. On one side is a place where you can take sermon notes, and on the other side is a place for upcoming events. Your Connect card is also there at your seat. And uh, when you're worshiping with us, whether you're here in the building or worshiping with us online, we encourage you to fill that out and let us know who's worshiping with you. And also, if you have prayer requests or praise reports, please let us know uh, about those so that we can uh, agree with you in prayer. All right? Fair enough? God bless you. Here's Pastor Roger.
4: Hello, everybody. Great to see all of you here tonight and welcome online if you're watching Online, glad that you're here. We take this time just to talk a few minutes about using our skills, our abilities, and what is it that that keeps uh, Christ the Cornerstone moving and running with their three words that we use, and that's love, serve, and engage. And these are these are things that we that we identify with as ourselves. They're things that we do, and it's ways that we organize our work together in order that we can accomplish the mission that Jesus has for us, which is to to help people all around the world, especially right here, experience the life-changing love of Jesus Christ. We want to talk a little bit about opportunities to serve, and especially as we're coming into the summer season and uh, in June, uh, obviously there's a thing on here that you can sign up and tells you about the uh, serving for the car show that comes up on Father's Day. We need people with all kinds of skills and all levels of skills and you know, Car Show is not just for us as a, as a church to consume. It's us as a church an opportunity to offer to our community and to gather people on our space, on our campus, welcome them into our home for a little while. And then we need, we need people to, to, to pick up trash, set up trash operate this this little part, do, do this thing. And we need people also to just walk around and greet people in the name of Jesus Christ and just say, hey, we're so glad that you came to our car show. Are you having a good time? Hope you are. Just have, maybe have, open up some prayer with them. We need people who are dedicated to do that kind of thing. Just part of our stewardship as we love and we serve and we engage others in the, with a good message of Jesus Christ together. And always we're, we're practicing Uh, good generosity trusting that God will provide for us as we give to others and we read these scriptures let's read one of these scriptures that inspire us to give generously let's read this together I believe it'll show up there it is let's read this together you must each decide in your own heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. What is the condition that God places on our giving? Do it cheerfully, whatever it is. I can't tell you how many times my mother has said to me, Roger, do you want to fold the clean clothes? Why are you asking me a question of something you know the answer to? Yes, I'll do it. I'm not very cheerful doing it, but anyway, God loves a cheerful giver, just like my mother loved a cheerful worker. I saw a picture of my mom today, and that was, she's, she's with Jesus in heaven, and that, was, but, but I miss my mom. Everybody ought to miss their moms. Anyway, okay, let's continue worshiping God tonight. I invite you to stand again, and uh, as I offer this prayer, we get back to worshiping. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for the opportunity that we have to worship you. Thank you for every person that's here, every person that's online watching. We pray, God, that your Holy Spirit comes upon us into our thoughts, our hearts, our minds, that we are not just gathering to sing some songs, hear some scripture, and and hear a, a lecture. We're here to be changed because you desire to transform our lives into the way you want us to live, into Christ's likeness. Help us humble ourselves today, God, to be able to hear you speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.
3: Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we need you. Yo! pouring of your Holy Spirit the world we live in is a much different place than it was 10 years ago 20 years ago 50 years 100 years ago but it's no different than the time when the Bible was written and Jesus walked the earth and even before that Lord we need you to live this life And Lord, in so many ways, in so many situations in our lives, we take control and we leave no room for you to work in us. And so God, tonight, that is our prayer. Not only to pray for a fresh wind, not only to pray for you to move in a fresh way among us, but for us to make the room necessary, for you to do in us and through us whatever you want. We yield to you tonight, God. down we lay down our control we lay down our control I I can't be the only control freak in the room or watching us online tonight and I've confessed that to you in this place many times that (laughs) I feel most comfortable when I know how everything's going to turn out and I think we all would agree that pretty much most of us feel the same way but God is asking us to lay down our control Pastor Craig Rochelle says it this way he says you don't always have the power to control but you always have the power to surrender we don't always have the power to control but we always have the power to surrender So surrendering to him is never a bad idea. Because he is able to do far more than we could imagine. Far more than we could ask. Far more than our imaginations could dream up. And so for all of us control freaks in the room or watching online tonight, let's just lay it down. Let's just give him space to move in our lives. Last week, you may have seen this on social media, on our social media accounts. Pastor Roger prayed a special prayer from the pulpit during all three of our services about people who needed to be delivered from addictions. And maybe some of you had a chance to respond to that, and he had asked for if if anyone has a story of someone who is being delivered or someone that you're praying for that we can agree with you that is being delivered from that addiction, we want to hear from you because we want to rejoice with you we want to pray with you and tonight as a congregation we can also all join our voices together and we can speak Jesus over that situation and over every single life that's affected by those addictions and those things that bring us down those things that we can't control God we give them to you in the name of Jesus hallelujah as month, till every dark addiction starts to break,
1: declaring their in the street your presence, I speak to you. Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness Over every enemy Jesus for the family I speak the holy name Jesus Shout Jesus from the mountains Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus.
3: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we call on you. The only name that can break the power of sin. And addiction and fear and anxiety and depression and all those things that want to just kill us. The scripture says, The enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it to the full. In the name of Jesus. Is far above all names, far above all powers, far above all principalities, far above any other name that can be named, whatever that name is. So if that's the word you need for you for your life tonight, again, here in the room, worshiping online, maybe you're watching online weeks after this, months after this service is over. But God is speaking to you right now. And you just want to call out his name, maybe right where you are, maybe even in this room. I don't think it's too much of a stretch to to think that there couldn't be somebody in this room that maybe doesn't know Jesus or somebody watching us online, worshiping online, that doesn't know Jesus. Before you leave or before you sign off online, you can change that because he's with us. He's here. He's come to bring us life. And he's come to bring us life to the full. So fear, anxiety, depression, addictions, all of those things are beneath the name of Jesus. Tonight, whatever you need, whatever you need, God is able to do that. As we prepare to transition into the message, I want to, we want to just, Agree in prayer for Pastor Roger that as he comes, that, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would rest on him. But I just feel like that we need to pray a special prayer for those who need to say the name of Jesus. And I don't just mean in some flippant way. I mean say the name of Jesus and mean it, and ask for Him to come and be right in your situation. Let's pray together. Yeah, Pastor <laughs> Roger has an idea.
4: If we can take him alive. Oh, this is a this is a big risk. Uh, Jason, I'm going to call you out. Are you back there? Can you come down here? <laughs> you want to bring your boys with you if they're willing? I don't, I don't, I'm not going to expose Jason or his situation. But I want us to come around Jason and pray for him. I want us to call the name of Jesus on his behalf. Is that okay, Jason? And uh, Pastor Bill, I want to invite anybody if you want to come up here on the platform and just lay hands on Jason with us. We're gonna <laughs> Pastor Vaughn, can you get some oil at one of the prayer stations and bring it to us? And uh, there's a I know this is getting recorded and don't mean anything. Hang in there. I'll see you Monday. Yes, <laughs> it's gonna gonna beat me up. Um, but uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna surround this family, and he has a daughter who's not with us here tonight. he's got four beautiful sons, right? We're missing one. Josh, Josh, yeah, someplace. <laughs> and uh, just join me in prayer, would you please, as we anoint Jason and pray for him in the name of the Father and of the son and of the holy spirit let's pray oh jesus yours is the name that we all rely on In your name is power In your name is healing in your name is, is strength to break every stronghold of depression whatever it may be god we ask for freedom for this family Lord, we know the, the, the hurt that this family has gone through, so I ask you, Jesus, to bring healing to the entire family. The entire family. Those who are still together, those who are, are separated, and those who are being separated. God, we pray for your mercy, kindness, to be, for you to be glorified, for there to be healing with the children, healing with the adults in this entire family. We thank you, Jesus for your power. We just sang about it, God, in a powerful way. So we release Jason and his family to your care. We trust him to your care. We let go. and We ask you to fill him with your peace that his peace may rule, your peace may rule in his heart from this point to every moment going forward. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift that you give to us of our own salvation, of our own promises. Father, I know that there are other people watching, there are other people listening, there are other families that are hurting, so extend your mercy and your grace and your strength to all of them. Let them call upon the name of Jesus in whose name we trust alone. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. a 102-year-old woman was being being interviewed by a reporter. He asked her, what is the secret to your longevity? She said, it's simple. The biggest cause of aging is stress. And the biggest cause of stress is arguing with people. So I never argue with anyone. The reporter laughed at her, said, that's ridiculous, that can't be the real reason. The wise 102-year-old woman, stress-free, looked at him and said, you're probably right. (laughs) Peace is possible when we choose it. We can live in peace in our lives when we submit to the ways of God through faith in Jesus. That was the song we just sang. This is my surrender. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Jesus came so that we can have life live life to its fullest joyfully now i know as that the the woman in that story was was experiencing she, she didn't argue with anybody and i know that all of us experience stress we can't go through life without stress stress is a necessary part of life I think that especially our younger generation needs to hear that and learn that the quicker we come to acknowledge that stress is a reality in our lives, the sooner we can deal with the stress and manage it and learn and and gain the skills to deal with our stress. In other words, we are raised to live life. That's the theme of this whole series. And it started, and the root of it all is this verse from Colossians chapter 3, since you have been raised to new life with Christ. The entire series reflects then on the reality that by our trust in Him, we have been raised to new life. What's that look like? What's that like for myself, for a community of people? Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to follow me, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it we're going to look in a few minutes at the scripture verse from Colossians chapter 3 but before we get there I want us to I want us to remind you what Paul had written in chapter 2 which we haven't talked a lot about in this series but in chapter 2 Paul says when you came to Christ you were circumcised now that's a Jewish obviously a Jewish term it's a sign it's a cutting away of the flesh In order to identify somebody as part of the family that God has called to bring salvation to the entire world. But Paul writes to them new understanding of of circumcision. You came to Christ, you were circumcised, not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, He cut something out of your spirit. The cutting away of your sinful nature. And we've already talked in this series. The old is gone. Past. Done away with. And then Paul writes, he says, He has cut away your sinful nature because you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. That's what baptism symbolizes for us. Our death. That's why we go under the water. That's why we we symbolize that with infants. This child is, is, is under the water. This child will have to one day recognize, I have sinned and I have to die to myself in order to live in Christ. You were buried with Christ. When you were baptized. And also, if you were buried with him, you were also raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Jesus doesn't leave you in the grave when you are buried with him in the grave, he drags us out to life. You were dead, Paul says in chapter 2, because of your sins, because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. And then God made you alive with Christ because he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took took it away by nailing it to the cross. And in this way, Jesus disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities Of this world. When you come across the spiritual realities and authorities of this world, remember that in Christ you are powerful over them. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. That's chapter 2, Colossians, verses 12 through 15. If you want to look it up. But let's jump now to chapter three, and just look at the the key for this f- passage today. Chapter three, verse t- verse fifteen, and it's one of the great results of being raised with Christ, having been buried with Him in our baptism, having then been raised to new life here's the next thing we experience. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Because as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. We're called, as members of one body, to live in peace, and be thankful. Do you have peace with everyone? Uh, Specifically, he's talking about the body of Christ. So let's take that, church, and think about Is there anybody in the church with whom you do not have peace? Don't answer out loud, please. (laughs) Make your peace with God, and then go make peace with that person. always be thankful let the peace that comes from christ rule in your hearts too often we fail to see our responsibility in this little three-letter word we just glance right over it the word is let l-e-t this word let is a command Grammatically, it's called a vocative. Vocative means to call out, and so this is a command. We're telling you to do something. Paul is telling us to do something. Let it. It's the same kind of word that Gomer Pyle's Sergeant Carter used in that show when he said, move it, move it, move it. (laughs) You can hear Paul saying, let it, let it, let it, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. It's a command! It's not a, well, you know, if you're feeling it today, you might want to just consider, here's this peace that Christ, you know, he's over here, and he's got this little cup of peace, and he said, I don't want to bother you today, but I've got this peace that can really help you out today. It'll absolutely, dramatically transform your entire life but i don't want to push it on you let this peace of christ rule in your heart it's a command and to comply with this command requires your willingness and and it won't happen without you saying okay I allow the peace of Christ to rule in my heart. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. I can't do that for you. You're the only one that can allow the peace of Christ to rule in your heart. So if you're not having peace in your life, if you don't have peace with God, if you're not having peace with a brother or sister, are you letting the peace of Christ rule in your heart? Why? Why not? Why not? Don't just skim over this little word, let. When God's peace is just within your reach, let it. (laughs) God's peace is always within your reach. Because God is always within your reach. So what prevents you from experiencing His peace in your heart and life? Is it ignorance? No one told me God was right here? God's right here? (laughs) No one told you God's right here? Ready? He's ready to come to you, but you're blocking God by your unwillingness to recognize and trust Him. I don't know. Why are you unwilling to trust God? Perhaps you're angry. Perhaps you're bitter. Perhaps there's some disappointment in your life. Many other emotions that come and go, but you're allowing those emotions to keep you from receiving what God wants for you to receive. Peace of Christ ruling in your heart. Many times in our hurt We refuse the things that can help us most. Last week I smashed my pinky finger (laughs) between a a joist on my deck as I was pulling up rotten boards to replace them. I smashed my finger between the joist that was still on the deck and the large crowbar that I had in my hand to pry up the boards over here. And of course, I wasn't wearing gloves. That would have been a smart thing to do. So I pushed down. I'm looking over here. I'm pushing down. And all of a sudden, obviously, it snapped. And my hand went, boom, like that. And I pressed my finger, (laughs) my pinky. Yeah, it hurt. And... And it immediately started to turn black and blue, and i let go of the crowbar that I was holding on, and I looked at my finger, and both of my little knuckles there were started to swell up, and I looked at it, well, look at them do that, and I said, well, that's going to hurt, and I said, well, that's going to get black and blue, and then it started to swell up, and I said, well, let's see, what did I, let me, I better work smarter, not harder, (laughs) (laughs) but did I stop and go take care of it? No, I moved things so that I could continue more safely, but I said, "Hmm, I better put some gloves on, so I did go get some nice heavy leather gloves, so that the next time when I smashed my finger, at least it wouldn't break the skin like it did this time. (laughs) It's not my skin, somebody else's skin. I refused to go get the care that I needed for my finger yet it was just a few steps in the house and i waited till i was finished with that part of the deck till i went in and i was done and then i got a bag of ice and a towel and i wrapped it and i sat there and carolyn came in and said what are you doing said i'm icing my finger <laughs> why because i'm a stubborn man but More importantly, I deliberately made choices that caused me greater harm to my body. Why? It's because I was stubborn. It's because I was focused on the task that needed to get done instead of focused on doing it safely. Don't allow your anger, your disappointment... You're hurt to keep you from engaging the God who made you, who loves you, who created you, who can heal you. Trust Him. Let Him rule in your heart. Might be pride that keeps you. Might be arrogance. I can live without God might be selfishness, it might be fear, it might be blatant disbelief. I don't believe there is a God. These all can be reasons that we refuse to allow the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts. Don't. <laughs> Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. What is this peace that rules in our hearts? Lots of words we can give to describe it. Assurance that my sins are forgiven, that I can face God peacefully when I die. The Bible teaches us that every one of us will be held to an account for the lives that we have lived. And when I stand before God... And he says, Roger, did you live the life I intended for you to live? No. Well, why should should I show mercy to you? Because of Jesus. That's my only hope. Because I got a friend (laughs) named Jesus who's standing here beside me. He is my only hope. God, you have no other reason to forgive my sins. But because Jesus died on the cross, I can stand in front of you, God, without fear and trembling because Jesus said, I am your advocate and I forgive your sins, Roger. And my heavenly Father forgives you because of what I have done on the cross. We have peace that our sins are forgiven. We, therefore, have unity with God. We have a oneness with God. We, we have an understanding with God. There's, there's no conflict. There's, there's no questioning. It's, God, you love me. You, you receive me. You accept me. I am important, and I am here forever with you. We have freedom from the guilt of sin. We have freedom that sin has no power to control our lives because God's peace rules In my heart. And we have power to live now with joy because Christ gives us strength. These are just some of the things that we get. We have hope. Hope to live forever with God and all others who choose to trust in Him, too. A couple examples. In 1962, a missionary named Don and his wife Carol moved to West Papua, Indonesia. They had their six-month-old son, Steve, in their arms, Papua New Guinea, as we know it today, headhunting hunting tribes back in 1962. Don Richards happened to be the first missionaries to successfully carry the gospel message, giving part of away. way, and coming out alive. Nobody knows what happened to the other missionaries who went and tried to bring the gospel to this tribe. But there were the Richards, Richardsons with their six-month-old Steve, and they approached this Sawi tribe, not realizing that the very act of carrying their infant was a sign of peace. And to the 400 Sawi waiting to greet him, as the Richardsons began to explain Jesus' story to the tribe, they realized that the Sowie were interpreting Jesus' betrayer, Judas, as the hero of the story. It turned out that the Sowie people idealized treachery, lies, deceit. That was their God. And you're a man when you can figure out how to cheat your brother, your neighbor, your enemy, and deceive them. They were a head-hunting tribe. So when they went to war with another tribe, they would f- literally fatten the friendship. They would invite, they would send somebody out to befriend a, a, a male member of the other tribe. And, and they would bring them in and, and, show, and show kindness to them so that that man trusted the, the sawi. And then in one feast, in one meal, Somebody would give the signal and all the men of the Sa'i tribe would stand up and slaughter that man from the other tribe. And they cheered. That's, that's their definition of life and being a hero. So sometimes they would break out one in time. Well, of course, they were cannibalistic and so they ate that man they had just slaughtered. And in times, battles broke out between these various villages over who got to be close to the Richardsons. (laughs) Because the Richardsons were showing God's kindness to all the tribes. So the tribes began getting jealous over the the Richardsons. So finally, Don Richardson realized that they needed to make peace, and he said, if you don't make peace with each other, I'm going to leave and nobody will get us. So a man in one tribe brought his baby son and gave it to the other tribe. The Richardsons were told that in the Sawi community, when one village wanted to make peace, they presented one of their sons to the other village. And as, for as long as that peace child lived, there's peace between the tribes. And after working hard to explain the good news, Carol Richardson finally realized that this peace child act was a metaphor for what Jesus has done for all people. And get this. (laughs) As long as Jesus Christ, the peace child, is alive, there's peace between us and God. Guess what? Jesus lives eternally. (laughs) That is good news. Another example this woman, Vivian Proudhon was born in communist Romania under the brutal totalitarian regime of Nicolae Ceaușescu. That's a fun word to say. In a place where questioning, she lived in a place where questioning the government could lead to imprisonment, torture, and death. And the best way to avoid trouble in Romania was to simply remain silent and blend in. Vivian became obsessed with finding the truth. And after graduation, she went to law school and became an attorney. And she writes, one evening, a client came in to discuss some paperwork. He radiated joy and peace, without, and without thinking, Vivian says, I confessed, I wish I had your sense of peace and happiness. And the colleague said, do you go to church? she said yes on christmas and on easter why (laughs) he said would you like to come to church come to come with me to my church this sunday the next sunday she says i visited his church the pastor read john 14 6 i am the way the truth and the life remember she had been seeking truth I could not believe what I heard. Someone was claiming to be the truth and I felt as though the verses he shared were written specifically for me. And for the first time in my life, everything made sense. And I accepted the pastor's invitation to trust in Christ as Lord and Savior. And from that moment on, I would dedicate my life to pursuing and speaking the truth no matter the cost. Vivian began defending fellow Christians who were facing imprisonment for transporting Bibles across the Romanian border, sharing their faith, or worshiping privately in their own homes. And this quickly made her a target. In many days, her tires were slashed, she was kidnapped, she was bullied, pushed into moving traffic, she was beaten by the secret police. However, the greatest test for her was yet to come. Late at night, she says, my legal assistant peeked into into my doorway and said, a big man in the waiting room says he wants to discuss a case. And that's all he'll tell me. I was taken aback at how enormous he was. He sat down in front of my desk, a sneer formed at the corner of his mouth. Slowly he reached into a shoulder holster, drawing a gun. He aimed his gun at me and said, You have failed to heed the warnings you have been given. I've come here to finish the matter once for all. She writes, I heard a distinctive click. He said, I'm here to kill you. She says, I was not alone with my killer. No, she's sorry. She says, I was alone with my killer, and yet I was not. I began silent, fervent prayers, recalling God's promises. His spirit breathed peace into my panicked heart. Then I sensed his message, share the gospel right now, Jesus. (laughs) I knew that behind those hate-filled eyes, he had an immortal soul and he needed to know about the love God has shown in Jesus Christ. And at once emboldened, I asked, have you ever asked yourself, why do I exist? Or what is the meaning of my life? He slid his gun back into the holster, and Vivian leaned forward saying, you're here because God put you here, and he has put you to a test. Will you abide in God or in the will of man? President Ceaușescu. The man's eyes softened. Hebrews 9.27 says, People are destined to die once, and after that to face judgment. But the good news is that God has prepared a way out for every one of us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And she continued to talk with him. He appeared to be more peaceful, and finally he said, You're right. The people who sent me are crazy. I do need Christ. I will come to your church as a secret brother in Christ. I will worship your powerful God. And with that, my killer walked away, a brother in Christ. He went on to enroll in seminary, and we have kept in touch. He, like me, had found the truth. And neither of us will be afraid to speak it ever again. How do you need the peace of Christ to rule in your heart tonight? You've heard powerful songs. We've prayed powerful prayers, asking God to do things. Then we wonder, God, we know you can do this. We don't know if you will do it. We ask you to do it. We expect you to do it. We thank you for doing it. We trust you to do it. And we rejoice in the outcome that is coming. (laughs) What's happening in your life? Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. For as members of one body, we're called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let's take these last moments. We're together and just, I invite you to come and kneel here. I don't know what the Lord has laid on your heart during this time, but come and kneel here and just Just let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Even if you just come and kneel here and remain silent. Even if you, even if there's something you say, I know I don't need to go there, but still something in you says, God wants me to just physically pray to Him, and So I'm going to just go and pray. I invite you to come and let's just spend time in prayer as the team leads us. Let's stand together as we pray. Heavenly Father, merciful and powerful God, full of mercy, grace. You are righteous. You are so righteous that there is not one of us who can claim righteousness outside of the truth of Jesus Christ. But it is because of his righteousness and our trust in him that you imparted upon us. Holy Spirit, there's so many things in this world that are so wrong. And each one of us has many of them that we could come and lift before you and in these moments I ask you God to just bring them to our mind and let us be willing to absolutely do nothing to prevent your peace from coming and ruling in our hearts. Guide us. Rule peace of Christ in our hearts. Don't just be present but help us with our decisions. Help us make the choices that we need to make rule in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray and trust. Amen.
3: Amen. How do we allow the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts? We make room for him to come in. We invite you to come and pray tonight. Let's sing these words together. God, we yield to your will. We choose tonight in this place to make space for you to come, to come into our hearts, to lead us, to allow your peace to reign and rule in our hearts. God, we pray tonight. I pray tonight, and I'm just going to say this one more time, maybe somebody here in this room and maybe somebody who's worshiping, with us online, maybe you don't know Jesus and maybe you want to join with someone and pray a prayer, there are folks online uh, that are going to be there right now that you can go and you can talk to and they can lead you in that direction to make a decision for Christ and then if you do that we want to hear from you, we want to be able to rejoice with you, so if you make a decision like that uh, while you're worshiping with us online or even while you're here in the room we want to know about it, we want to rejoice with you we're going to continue to worship up here for a few minutes. When you need to go, you can go. Uh, the altar is still open. Prayer stations are still open. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Have a great week.